This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Bulls Nation. Yeah! Welcome in to the CSGO Bulls Post Game presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up. It's a winner's lounge, I guess. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Dave Bow, BAWL Sports. Hanging out in the sidebar. It's our guy, Mark K. Sidebar. Follow him on Twitter at MK Hoops. Our pal and producer, Joey Rock, with us as always. Joseph. And we will be joined by Will the Goat Golly from the UC later on in tonight's postgame show. Bulls win over the Wizards, 115-111 to end that ugly losing streak. Climb to 10-14 and on the year and prevent me from jumping out of one of these third-story windows at our downtown studios. Very true. Um, Gentlemen, Dave, I'll start with you. What? How How do you feel about that win? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I'm so weird about it, man. Yeah, that. Give me a hat. Give, give me a, a damn give hat. Man. What the hat. hell, throw man? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Mark, this right now, man. There you go. There's Mark's hat to throw. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a win. I'm happy they won. Don't get me wrong. I am. I'm happy they won this game. I didn't care how they got the victory. I just needed a victory. But part of that isn't true because I kind of cared how they got the victory. Because watching it, I was like, why is this game close? The Wizards did their best, did their damnedest to be blown out mm-hmm. in this game. They did. They were like, Bulls here, we're the Wizards. It was many times I said that. I was like, thank God they're the Wizards. I appreciate the fact that they know they are the Washington Wizards. You said that early and often. Early right? and pretty damn often. They did so many things to let the Bulls know, hey, we're the Wizards, man, and Bradley Bill isn't here, and Hachimura isn't here. We're the Wizards, guys. Hello? Oh, y'all don't want to hear us? All right, well, fine. We'll try to win the game in the fourth quarter. And then it turned into Lakers versus Celtics in the 80s in the fourth quarter for some weird reason. Every Nobody could miss a shot. But, man, no, I'm happy they won. I am. And I am happy they won. They needed to get this victory. You do not want to lose to Washington, especially when Bradley Bill and their best player isn't there. They needed this victory to start these next six, seven games off right, which I think are really, really important, Mark, uh, going forward for this team. But I just, it was just kind of frustrating sitting there watching it and watching how it was done. I mean, you're not wrong, but are you guys really going to make me be the optimist of this podcast? Like, are you really yeah. going to make me do that? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do that because I refuse to do that. But like, they needed a win, right? They needed to grab a win. They ended that road trip. They went two and four on the road trip, which is what we kind of all expected. They come back home. Now they've got a 10 game slate where this 10 games is going to define their season. Wasn't overly convincing. Completely agree with everything you noted, Dave. The Bulls weren't very much like the Bulls tonight. Like, they were turning the ball over like crazy. It's just oh. not a thing they typically do. They're one of the better teams in terms of controlling the ball. They didn't get to the free throw line anywhere like they normally do. Those two things were very anti-Bulls, but they still found a, a way to get this W, which to me is encouraging. 
Uh, and like I said, I don't want to be overly optimistic. It didn't wasn't a very good game to watch, uh, but the defense was reasonable from the Bulls as it has been all season long. Could the offense be a lot better? Yes, obviously. But um, look, at this point where the Bulls are in this season, a win, a win is a win. Like we can't get yes. too picky about where this team has been. Like them just getting a W, getting back to ten and fourteen, and now only being two and a half games out of the fourth seed in the East. Like, surely you have to lift lift our eyes a little bit and just be content with this W at least. Just just be content. That's all I'm asking for. No, I'm happy they won. I'm not I'm not against the fact that they won this game. I am. I'm happy they won the game. But just watching it and seeing so many plays and so many opportunities lost in that game by the Chicago Bulls. And then just watching the win that's what made it even worse for me is just watching the Wizards be terrible and just watching how bad they were. And I'm just waiting for the Bulls to capitalize on those moments and just so many bad turnovers and so many bad decisions. And it was, it was just frustrating to watch because I'm like, oh, this team, we should be destroying this squad. But you're right. They, they, have got, they needed the victory. They had to have the win. I am ecstatic that they got the win, but I can't sit here and say I'm ecstatic at how it took place because it was frustrating to sit there and watch for a few of those quarters. Fourth quarter was the fourth quarter. You know, both teams went at it. Best players started doing what best players do. Kuzma started hitting his shots. DeMar started hitting his shots. Zach Levine, my God, started hitting his. Uh, Vooch, who was playing well the whole damn game, uh, was doing his thing. Caruso uh, with a huge, 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 huge defensive stop. That was awesome to watch also. But, man, leading up to that, those dumbass shots that those Wizards were hitting, man, I was like, come on, dog. Like, there's no way they should be hitting these buckets right here. The rest were getting on my damn nerves, too. I hated them also. Um, it was it was frustrating. I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. It was frustrating. But I am definitely happy they got this victory for sure. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can't win. They've got AK in the comments here saying Billy made too many adjustments. We've got us here whining about that they got the win, <laughs> but we didn't like them seeing how they got the win. Like, can we just take a freaking win? Can we just take the W, guys? <laughs> like, all right, I, I completely agree. Like the, some of the turnovers were maddening. The offense was annoying at times. Those things that pissed me off too. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Look, I've, I've said what I needed to say. I'm just happy that they got this win. It, we'd be feeling so much worse if this was an L, and we'd be contemplating a lot of different things. But oh yes, the process was shitty, and I'm generally a process over results kind of person. But given where we were at this point in the season, let's, I'm, I'm just happy to bask in some glory here for a change. Just a, yes. just a change. Yes. I don't know, though, Mark. If I if we were sitting here talking about an L, I would feel more justified in feeling as furious, fed up, and disgusted as I am right now. That's selfish. No, it's not. I know that we're talking about a win, but that was crap. The Bulls played like crap tonight. I'm sorry. You gave a trash-ass Wizards team third... Wait, hold on. Let me make sure I get this. 28 points off of your 19 turnovers? And uh, let me see. About 17 of those 19 turnovers were unforced? My God! <laughs> I've never been less enthused or happy about a Bulls victory in my entire damn life! What the hell was that? That was trash. Here, here, let me, let, let, here's a couple points for you. The Bulls <laughs> held the, the Wizards to 104.7 points per 100 possessions on defense. That's extremely good. That's encouraging. Yes, the turnovers were bad. Yes, the Bulls gifted points to the Wizards from that point of view. But that was really nice to see. The fact that all three big main players on this team 
played a good collective game together, combining for 77 points together. That's a good thing. The fact that Zach Levine strung together two really good games on back-to-back, well, not necessarily back-to-back situations, but two two really get, uh, good consecutive pairs of games, like that's an encouraging thing to me. Like, so yes, I, I, I take what you're saying, that it could have been better. 19 turnovers from the Bulls is not good. It hasn't. It's not necessarily predictive of what it, where they've been all season. So I'm not going to get too down on it because this isn't who they have been all season. The free throw thing again, also not a thing that, ha- that has been happening routinely this season. But taking care of business against shitty teams. That's that's the thing that the Bulls have had a problem with, and they got it done here. So I don't know. I don't know. Like you're making me be out to be an optimist here, and I don't want to be. But I don't think it's as as bad as okay. what you're painting. There's see. That's my sticking point. Taking care of business would have been beating this dog shit team by 20. That is not taking care of business. That's getting a little bit luckier than the other team you played tonight that was trasher than you and trying to give you every opportunity to blow them out, like Dave said earlier. I'm so, I mean, I knew it would make you happy that silver lining tonight, Vooch, Damar, and Zach all played well. Yeah. I know that we've been talking about that trio of the Bulls' quote-unquote stars and the fact that they have a net negative on the floor together this season uh, in, in a larger uh, scale than their just barely negative net uh, numbers together on the floor last season. They all scored 25-plus, and they were all positive in the plus-minus column of the box score. How often have we seen that since this trio of, of guys have come together yeah. for the Bulls? That's rare, and it was nice mm-hmm. to see that. But it also happened on a night when this team could not execute a single damn thing offensively until they finally started hitting some threes in the fourth quarter. Yes, and 10 of 23 from the three-point line, 43%. Again, the Bulls are undefeated Yippee. when they do not, when they shoot Yippee. over 40%. 6-0 when they shoot over 40%. That's the thing. Like that. Now that I like. Because I like that kind of stat right there. They so, also yeah. had the Wizards doing them the solid of the Wizards shooting 29%, 29 from three. Until that fourth quarter, the Wizards, Larry Bird out right. there. Before the th- fourth quarter, the Wizards were shooting 19% from, the, from three. <laughs> the Wizards also shot 69% from the free throw line. They missed nine free throws tonight. There's another way the Wizards just tried to let the Bulls blow them out tonight. Yeah, they tried, but they didn't. And, and But Mark's right. Mark's right in that sense. Because, man, I swear to God, if they lost this game... We're going to need more hats. <laughs> You're going to need more oh, hats in this if they lost. But they didn't. They got the victory. Shout out to Alec Caruso as well. I thought he rebounded well uh, in this game at that point guard position, which I thought he would because he was going against an inferior point guard on, on, on Washington. He could shoot, but, you know, yeah, come on now. But five points, the four rebounds, the nine assists with one turnover and the four steals. <sighs> By Alice Caruso. That's, that is a awesome. mega Caruso That stat is a Caruso line. stat line right there, man. And I know that pleased Mark K. And, and it's just awesome to watch, though. Like, it was really, really good. And you saw it pay dividends as to why he's so important to this team, especially in that fourth quarter, Mark. I love Caruso. I love Caruso. Don't we all love Caruso? Well, maybe not everyone loves Caruso. I've been battling against a few anti-Caruso people this week, which is – um. We got it. We baffles me, but for Wiseman, Mark, time. we got to ship him out for Wiseman. <laughs> don't, don't get me started. If you want to get me mad about something, tell, talk to me about this. Not, not, not this Bulls game. Talk to me about the shit that we've had to deal with. This is a reason why we should be happy. We finally got a win to talk about. But yeah, I mean, Caruso, what an amazing game. Plus, what was it? Plus 17 in a four-point win, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah just, He showed yeah. his value tonight. He's playmaking tonight, nine, to, nine assists, fantastic stuff. 
didn't necessarily give you points and people will look at will read that in the box score and just think well you know what does this guy do he doesn't necessarily bring you uh, any value on offense but as we saw tonight nine assists but generating a lot of a lot of scoring opportunities through his defense as he always freaking does this is what caruso does four steal tonight just the way he defends and the way he calls out defensive reads steph no had a couple examples tonight on twitter where you could audibly hear Caruso on the on, on the uh, on the broadcast sort of yelling out like the uh, sorry the Wizards are going to run this play they're going to do this you need to be switching the screen here you need to be uh you know making sure that you get over the screen on this possession here like the, the guy just proves himself every single time and I know I'm speaking to the minority here because a lot of Bulls fans love this dude and why would the hell would you not but I I, I guess to those two three four percent of Bulls fans who question the validity of Alex Caruso as a basketball player on this team I'm hoping that you watch this game tonight, and I'm hoping you're willing to reconsider your position. And also the Caruso pass to Patrick Williams between the wickets of of that Wizards player right over to Patrick for that dunk. Damn. The Meg was huge. (laughs) That that last offensive rebound was huge. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, The the whip pass between getting the inbounds to Vooch, Vooch slapping it right back to Caruso, and then Caruso – Having the presence of mind to be like, you know what? I don't want these free throws here. Zach, you take this. <laughs> right, exactly. For Zach to ice those late game free throws. I mean, yeah. it's just many examples of Caruso being the brilliant player that I, he is. I've seen that play before where the inbounder didn't have the wherewithal to get from get uh, on the floor. Right. They would stay out of bounds. Yeah. And as soon as he inbounded, he and he just has that sixth sense. You know what I'm saying? That IQ. And he was as soon as he inbounded it, he was right on the floor and ready for that tap back by uh, Vooch, man. Yeah, who, like you said, got it over to Zach, iced the game. Awesome, right. awesome, awesome. Um, got some super chats rolling in. First one from AK saying the anger is strong and packed tonight. Let the anger flow through you. <laughs> uh, the Bulls played like trash tonight. Thank you. Well, you know there's some bright spots, but I, Bulls played like trash tonight, in my opinion. Um, and uh, let's see what else we got. We got. Um, Manuel asking Manuel. with a super chat, are we still in the same place even though we won? What does My that answer would be, oh, yeah. <laughs> what does that we, mean, the same place? Like, same place we were before tonight's win. Like, as a team, where are we? So, like, technically, we are not in the same place in that now we are 10 and 14 instead of 9 and 14. Yeah. yeah. Yay. And we've talked about how important it is for the Bulls to take advantage Very important. of this soft back two-thirds of December schedule. Very important. So... Good job there. Yeah. Grand scheme, after tonight's game, do I feel any better about where this Bulls team is? Yeah. No, I feel worse because you almost <laughs> lost to the Wizards without Bradley Beal and you looked like absolute trash doing it. And and I think you would I think Mark Cave, he would feel differently about that if if um the Bulls were playing well and Washington was actually playing well. You know what I mean? Like if Washington Wizards was out there being competent, you know, not throwing the ball in the stands, not watching Porzingis fucking Flop 80 times in the game and just getting all the foul calls. God, that was frustrating to watch. Oh, my God. But if it wasn't that, it wasn't just watching them be bad and fall ass backwards into leads, it would be a little different because the Bulls, they just they didn't play that great game. Like, certain guys had those great games for them, which is why you pay them. You know what I mean? You pay your guys to, to rescue you when you're not looking your best. What was that one – I, I wish I could remember. Maybe you, it was the one possession the Bulls had, and it was just a horrible freaking possession. 
And I bet and Billy Donovan called timeout, and I was over there cheering like, "Yes, Billy, go go digging their ass," because it was a horrible damn possession, and you just saw the fire coming out of Billy. Like you knew it. It's like, "Yes, get in that ass, Billy. Dig right in there." That was terrible. That was horrible. It felt like them kind of plays happen more often than not uh, tonight. It just felt that way for the Bulls, man. Just. It, you just wanted them to play better. That's all. You just wanted them to play better against a trash-ass team. But, again, they got the win. <laughs> you have to get the win. I am happy because I get to give out goon of the night tonight. You know how much I love doing that. So, yeah, I'm happy they got the win. But I understand this frustration, sir. And I know more hats will go fly. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Look, I, I understand. But at the same time, we have to have some perspective of where this team has been you know, over the last week, two weeks, this season more generally, the fact that they're obviously got a losing record. Um, I'm not expecting this team to put together a perfect set of quarters at the moment. Like they're not, they're not going to play, or not going to give you four quarters right now. Like they haven't, they've barely done that all season. I would like to say they could do that against the Wizards right now, but they're just, they're just not there right now, I guess. But lifting our eyes just a little bit, like the Clippers with, with Kawhi and PG just lost to the Orlando Magic tonight. The Atlanta Hawks lost. The Indiana Pacers lost. The Bulls are still like 10th, 11th in the East. They've still got a losing record, but they're only two and a bit games out of being fourth in the East right now. So I understand it wasn't a perfect game or anywhere near a perfect game. I understand that the Bulls almost gave this one away. I understand that the Wizards are ass and the Bulls should have won by 20-something points and probably would have if they controlled the ball better, if they got to the free throw line better, all those sorts of things. I don't disagree with it. I guess just based on where things have been, where the narrative have been, has this team has been, and the fact that so many people are, are keen to blow this whole thing to, to pieces because the performances have been what they are. This team getting a win in now, or kicking off this period where they've got a light December schedule and getting a win here wasn't perfect. I'm not suggesting it is, but there were, there were positives. The defense was good. The big three were good. Caruso was good. There was a lot of things to take away from this game to build upon. So that's why I'm not interpreting this thing as anything but a good first step i guess and and that's just the message i want to put forth so i understand what you're saying matthew i just think you're wrong it's fine i respect that we got plenty of people in the comments who agree with you and appreciate your optimistic twist on this win ryan saying i'm happy we won we're still mid though uh para j sports saying mark is spinning our guy Celine with a super chat saying the positivity from Mark reminded me of the early real GM days. King Cuban is back. <laughs> Manuel with a super chat saying, what's the positive we take from this? I think Mark just told you yeah, what the positives won. are yeah. that we take from this. We won. <laughs> we won. Some other teams that were chasing at the bottom of the playoff picture in the East yeah. lost. Yeah. And uh, as we mentioned before, Zach, Vooch, Damar. Yeah. Aside from Zach and Damar's, I want to say combined 11 turnovers, all played well. Oh. All scored twenty five plus, all had net positives. Oh, did you not? Did you not see that? Did you, you not said, see you that said, detail? You said Zach, Zach, and Demar tonight. Yes, I'm pretty sure I checked. You're right. near the end of the game. Exactly, combined right. for 11, 11 of the Bulls' nineteen turnovers. That is exactly right. And Zach was what's awesome is Zach was still a plus fourteen, and, and Demar was was a plus five. So yeah, but you're right. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, right. You know, Zach went on a one man three point barrage in yes, the fourth he did. quarter. DeMar did king in the fourth things in the fourth yes, quarter. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And Vooch, you know, I just had a really strong, solid all-around game. Absolutely right, man. I, actually, I'll wait I'm for, for the break to get into Zach mm. and, and break all that down. But back to Caruso, though, man. Like, you just saw you just saw how much he pays dividend. I can't, we know how important he is in that fourth. You know what I mean? He's always going to be that guy in the fourth for the Bulls on the floor at that time. But what is important was for him to get off to that start 
You know what I mean? It was very important for him to get off to that start, that point guard kind of start, you know, because Caruso usually doesn't run that position for the Bulls, or if, even if he does, it's not dominant, you know? I'm not asking him to assist on so many things and do all this and that. Being the starter, you asked that a, a few times from your point guard to do those things, mm-hmm. and he did them tonight. He definitely did them tonight. Not only, like he said, like I said, played the defense, but, you know, just setting up Patrick Williams, setting up Derrick Jones Jr., you know what I'm saying? Doing those, that dunk Derrick, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, I just saw that Derrick Jones and Jr. Even just the, I think it head. was like late in the fourth when the Bulls actually found themselves down by six to the yeah. Wizards. The yeah. Wizards had taken their largest lead at six. The next possession down was a simple little two-man game between Caruso and Vooch. Yes. Where Caruso just dribbled around a screen, hit Vooch with a simple in-the-pocket bounce pass in the paint, and Vooch yeah. just flipped one up and in yeah. to trim the lead down to four. Right. And I was like, oh, a a possession that didn't go eight different kinds of haywire thank you alex caruso god it was so haywire go ahead mark (laughs) now can can, can we get this guy a meat stick or something i'm not understanding this this uh this mentality from him there's been like four hat throws tonight we won the freaking game i don't understand i've got someone in the comments telling me the world is ending because i'm being the the optimist here what what the i've got no words i've got no words Oh, Mark, are you more mad at at Matt and why he what he feels? Are you more upset that you're being the optimist? I'm mad now. I'm mad that he's mad, and now I'm more pissed off than he is. I was happy before. Now he's not just uh, mad. The anger levels are off the charts tonight. Yeah, man. I've upsetting. never been angrier watching a game that ended up being a Bulls victory than just now. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. Maybe game seven against Indiana in 1998. I was just livid that whole game. Oh, man. I didn't know how to feel. Like, I didn't have any feeling because I was like, what, 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 what's yeah. going on? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know how to feel, man. That was a weird, weird moment. I don't want to relive it. It was just weird. But we won. And, and again, I, like you said, I don't want to relive it, and they mm. won. And I yeah. still don't want to relive that. I never you want to watch mean? that game ever again. Yeah, seriously. Burn, like, burn the tape. Burn all of that tape. tape. It never happened. It never happened, man. But, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marquez, right? We got the win. Mm. But also feel you, Matt. Because, damn. All right? Like, I, I feel like both sides are right. Honestly, I feel Every like both time sides are true. It looked like the Bulls were going to start to put the Wizards away in that one. They did something dumb. The Wizards hit a ridiculous <laughs> shot and or Kristaps got some ghost foul called for him. Oh, my God. I hated the ref so much. The refs were trash tonight. So but if much. we lost, I was immediately prepared to come out here and say, don't anyone dare blame the officiating for tonight's they loss. They Bulls play like crap. They suck. Uh, the the refs were bad. Before we take our quick break, I just wanted to read this uh, heartwarming comment from Brian, who said, I put you guys on every morning while taking my five-month-old to daycare, and she absolutely loves you guys. She stays so calm while listening to the CHGO crew. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you, you, Brian, Brian, and your five-month-old. I don't know what it is about us screaming morons (laughs) that keeps her calm. (laughs) The screaming adults. I'm glad it works. Hey, we for the kids, man. Hey. Let's know. CAGO is for the kids. That's true. <laughs> Shout out C Red Ted as well. Does C Red Ted stay nice and calm when he's listening to his CHGO Bulls crew, Mark? I, I'm not showing him this episode because he's. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not showing him this episode because maybe I should. I should say this is an example of a man that can't appreciate nice things when they happen. Don't be like your Uncle Matthew. That's what I'm going to tell you. 
Dude, you gotta feel him, man. Like he sat here and watched Taj Gibson hit a three. Dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Dude. He stopped, like that was frustrating as hell. After one of 19 Bulls turnovers, <laughs> that was frustrating as hell, man. Todd and then put the phone. Oh no, that was frustrating. That was frustrating, dog. Goodness gracious! <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break to share some words from our friends and sponsors. While we're doing that, hit that thumbs up button. We got near 200 or so of you hanging out in the live YouTube chat. Yeah. Thanks to each and every one of you. Only 30 likes so far. I don't like that ratio. Get More them likes. thumbs up, please. You got positive Mark K here, man. Yeah. More likes. Come on. Um, Mark's here. You know what Mark loves doing. What does Mark love doing? Yeah, hanging out at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, he does. He's going to do that when he comes visit us in March. Damn right he gonna is. going to make him make some bets at that DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, now we're getting violent. All right. This time of year, everyone's excited <laughs> about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? Mm. When I throw down on an NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official betting partner of the NBA, our official betting partner at CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Ooh. I saw somebody early on tonight in the comments saying that that last Vooch rebound got them some payday. Nice. Congratulations to you. Nice. I'm hoping it was a part of a big parlay. The more bets in one parlay, the bigger the odds, the bigger the payout. Congrats to everybody who won some parlays on this Bulls game tonight. Right on. Don't be uh, or don't forget to sign up with that promo code CHGO when you download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a $5 NBA Moneyline bet to win $150 in free bets if that team wins. And tonight's king of the game just mentioned him grabbing his 11th rebound. It's Nikola Vucevic. Could have gone a lot of different directions. We noted, you know, we made note of the fact that the big three all had 25 plus tonight. Zach had his three-point uh, barrage in the fourth. DeMar had big buckets in the fourth. But I gave the edge to Vooch because one turnover. One turnover. Just not one six, things. not five, yeah. one. And that man had a well-rounded game. I love Vooch three-point shooting in the fourth quarter. Mm. He is awesome. Just a bunch of clutch shots, and it's usually from that corner, but a, just a bunch of clutch shots for Nikola Vucevic, man. But, you know, we all Vooch supporters here, so it's preaching to the choir. But, yeah, shout out to him, man. That, he had a really great game, Marque. Yeah, definitely. And this is – can I get on my soapbox for a moment? Sure. I mean, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. Nope. Let me stop you. Let me get into this, and then you get on your soapbox, and you do uh, your thing, uh, sir. Let me do this real quick. Matt Peck, what time is it? Uh, Game time who? Game time who? Turnover time who? Uh-uh. See, nope, we're going to Joey. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Don't destroy the sanctity of the game time because it's the hottest new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score on the best deals and best tickets to sports concerts and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never could? The 50-yard line, courtside, or behind on plate? Floor seats at a concert? It's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can't be found on seats you thought you never, ever could buy because you won't find better deals this season to go see uh, the Chicago Bulls. And just like here at CHGO, it's created by the fans and for the fans. So if you love CHGO, and we know that you do, Joey still ain't ready, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So make sure you hit that thumbs up. But then you buy your tickets through that link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best deals to all your favorite events. Because, Joseph, what time is it? Game time. Who? Focus. <laughs> I'm focused. 
<laughs> go ahead, YK. No, I was just going to go on a rant about Vooch and his three-point shooting and the fact that you don't hear, oh, I didn't at least hear anything. I didn't see anything from anyone tonight crowing them about the fact that Vooch had too many threes despite 33% of his offense not being from the three-point line, which is pretty much in line with his season average. Five three-point attempts tonight. I'm just, I'm just trying to rationalize. Are the people okay with this? Are they fine with Vooch shooting five threes a game? Like, what, what, what's going on here, people? Are we being consistent? I want to hear it. I'm trolling you now, That's but he said, tell, keep, me, tell keep me. Keep that same energy is what he's trying to touch y'all on. He wants the same energy. And he's absolutely That's right. Five, five threes tonight for Vooch. Right. Five of them things. Three of man. five looks a lot better than like three of nine. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Vooch averages taking nine threes a night. It's just that anytime Vooch's three-point attempts creep up any much higher than five is when some Bulls fans start to freak out about it. I mean, when he goes 410, it's like right. 40%. Right, yeah. Yeah, when he goes 410. <laughs> why is he shooting dead three? You got to get him down low. You got to get him back inside. Oh, my God. That one with Stacey was, was man, goodness. No. <laughs> it was a couple of them I was like, no, man. But, dude, I'm not going to get off, just get on it because I loved Vooch's game tonight. It was just so well-rounded. And it always looks way better, obviously, when you're hitting your shots, 10 of 16, from the field, but just the f- way he does it, you know, and the way he did it tonight going against Porzingis, because usually Vooch, um, when it's those guys taller than him, it's a little different kind of struggle. But he he did a great job of just doing it inside and outside. See, one of the things that had been missing from him, Marque, uh, from last year was hitting a lot of those mid-range shots. Uh, and it seems like Vooch has been doing that much better this season. Like when he can hit those mid-range shots, it opens up so much more of his game. Yeah, definitely. But like being serious for a moment, like the reason why it was important for Vooch to, you know, have a steady diet of shots from the outside, whether that was mid range, like you're talking about, Dave, where whether it's three point shots, is like this is a look that the Wizards are going to give up with Pozingas in the game at center. Like he's going to run a drop coverage. What's the drop coverage like? Going to give up a pick and pop option. Like Vooch has to take those shots. That's what the defense is giving you. You have to take those shots. You have to make those shots. He did. Like I said, whether it was the mid-range shot or the, or the three-point shot. So you have to play to what the defense is giving you. The, the Bulls, by and large, generally do that with Vooch. The Bucks, as we saw when we played them in the playoffs earlier this season, they're going to give you that look. So it's important that, that, that Vooch and the Bulls take those threes. And, like, I mean, like, just think about the, the, the team tonight. Like, they only, they only shot 23 threes tonight. Vooch had five of those 23. If he's in the post more, like, this team barely breaks 23-point attempts. And if they don't do that... Maybe they lose this freaking game. Like, if Vooch is not taking these threes, and obviously he's not making three threes like he did tonight, the Bulls probably aren't making or taking more than 20 threes. And in a four-point game, that could literally be the difference in this one. So I know I was being a little bit facetious before getting on my soapbox, being a bit of a, an annoying dope about it. But, like, it is important based on who you're playing, based on this defense that they were playing tonight, that Vooch or whoever it is running the five or, you know, setting the screen, whatever the situation may be, that you take these open threes because it's what the defense is going to give you. And in, and, in, and as we saw tonight, it's very critical that you do this. So uh, shout out to Vooch. It needs to continue. 33% of his shots need to be threes. That's what it was tonight. That's what it's been all season. Yeah, yeah, he'll have games where he takes a little bit more. He's going to have games where he takes a little bit less. I just hope people um, look at it with a bit more perspective. Uh, yeah, AK in the comments highlighting the same thing as far as the Bulls and their very low average number of three-point attempts as a team. I mean, if Vooch ain't one of them taking at least five, where do you go? Where you get? Where, where do you go? And, and and not only that, who do you feel comfortable 
with taking those. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I mean, comfortable I, with Duke I shooting threes. Derek Jones Jr. launch a corner oh three my God. tonight, Look. and I said, <laughs> "What man?" And, he, and even though he looked confident, Caruso took yeah. one from the top of the key, and I was like, yeah, Mm-mm. Yeah. "Nope, don't want that. <laughs> don't like that." Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's that. That's the thing. Like, who on this team are you comfortable with doing it? That's point that Zach, out. Zach, Vooch, dude, dude, occasionally Kobe. <laughs> Kobe, Zach, and Vooch combined for 17 of the 23 threes tonight. So that, that explains everything you're saying, Dave. Like the fact that 17 of those 23 threes came from those three guys suggests that the team are more generally are not comfortable with anyone else but those three taking those threes. So it illustrates the exact point you're making, the fact that pretty much everyone else that stepped on the court only shot one three. So if the Bulls were going to take threes, it was coming through one of those three guys. Vooch is the one getting open often tonight. They run a few nice sets for Zach off ball as well to get some catch and shoot opportunities. So yeah, I would love to see the three-point rate uh, be more than what it was. And I'm guaranteeing when the GOAT comes on after me later on that he's going to be talking about the three-point attempts. But um, yeah, this is a thing that needs to happen. Like maybe Vooch wouldn't have to shoot this many threes if he was surrounded with better three-point shooters around him. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, our guy Kyle Williams, shout out to him hanging out in the wow. comments saying Space Ghost shoots the three as well, which is apparently his new nickname for Patrick Williams. He's calling him Space Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> um, I also did like the fact that, that Kyle was making note of DeMar DeRozan's defense. Yes. And yeah, you heard that right. Yeah. We were joking in pregame about how somebody was uh, highlighting the joke from our pal uh, Hayes yes. uh, from Lockdown Bulls. The, uh, the name should be Imar Erosen. Because there is no D. Yes. Uh, but he made a couple of really impressive defensive plays tonight. Yeah. So did Zach Levine. Yes, he and did. And I've actually seen Zach string together a couple of respectable games defensively. And I'm not saying that tonight's game or even a couple of games is anything to write home about just yet. But it is interesting at least to ask the question, for as much as we talk about one of this team's problems being that it's two best players offensively, are such net negative players defensively, are are we maybe seeing Zach and or DeMar turning a corner with their defensive capabilities here? Well, and real quick, I'll just say this quickly, uh, but also Vooch had two steals and two blocks. Just want to throw that in there as well. Monster. Um, turning a corner, I don't know if I'd say that. Uh, I'm just happy to see the effort from DeMar DeRozan. Like, honestly, I just like to see the effort from him. He looks more active than I remember him looking last year. And that's just really all I can ask for from DeMar DeRozan to be real with you, bro. Like, just be active, you know what I'm saying, and be, you know, be in front of your man, get your hands up, you know, that's all. I'm not asking him to do too much. Zach, I always felt should be having two steals a game anyway. I've always felt that way about him, just by the way he plays, just by his quickness and his ability to, to get in on those passing lanes. He can do that. He can get two steals a game. And he always would get close, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Be like 1.4, 1.8, you know, be around that range. But always felt like he should have that anyway and have, have it pretty easily. Having Alex Caruso out there is one of the reasons why those passing lanes were you can clog them a little bit better because you get cheat off of certain things. And Alex Caruso is good at pointing certain situations out because he's really damn good at defense. So when you – yes, Alex Caruso being out there helps that. And I think you saw that tonight, honestly. I thought Zach played a good defensive game, particularly in help rotations. We saw him getting in passing lanes, as you're sort of suggesting here, Dave. Like he was making the right reads, but he wasn't just like he was. He was making the right reads and getting in passing lanes, but more importantly, he was getting in those passing lanes because he was making the right defensive rotations. So 
two two good things from that perspective. But whilst Demar had some interesting and good moments on defense tonight, particularly in the fourth quarter, I think by and large he was very bad on defense tonight. To be honest with you, and I, and I made this note um, during the game that pretty much any time Demar is being putting through a screen, you have to switch that screen because there's absolutely zero chance that Demar is going to fight over to get off that screen. So there was a, a couple of situations where they were running him off screens. Uh, whoever he was guarding, it may have been Denny, Denny of Deer, like they were putting they were putting Demar through screens and ultimately Vooch had to switch on onto Denny or whoever the ball handler was because Demar just couldn't hang with that guy. So I don't know. I, I, I've got more positive things to say about Zach's defense than I do Demar's. And I thought Demar's defense tonight was actually quite kind of bad, to be honest with you. Um, so maybe I'm seeing it a little bit differently, but it, it is what it is. But uh, all, all I want from these guys is, can you just give me average defense? Can you give me some rotation, rotational help defense? Can you be there more, often, tonight, yeah. more often than not? You're not going to stop anyone, but can you just be in the right spot, please? That's all I ask of you. Go ahead. Well, to say to that point, it's not it's not even really that for me, Mark. For for Zach, I don't I don't even I just want the steals. You know what I mean? I'm not even worried about the rotation, dog. I just want the steals. Demar, I would more so want the rotation from because getting those steals is not what he can do. But Zach getting those steals and getting out in transition can change how the game feels. So that's why I want him to do that. Um, and also Zach, you know, was late on a couple of those rotations as well, man. I remember that one on Brzezinga's where he just completely turned his head away from him. Yeah. Brzezinga's cut inside, and Zach had to let him get to the bucket and, and ended up had to foul him. And DeMar actually had to cover for him and uh, get that foul. But but anyway, um, yeah, man, like, I agree with him. Like, the average defense is what you just really want. I'm not, I'm not, bang, you're not banging your, your hands on the chair. Like, why don't you just play better defense? Like, right. you know, dude, you don't, you're not asking for that from those guys. You're just like, dude, don't fall down. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you know what I mean? Just be there. Get some rebounds because you made the right rotation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, get on the double team. I saw a double team tonight, and I was ecstatic about a double team that they had. I was like, yay, correct. Yes, that's awesome, man. So it's the, I'm just asking for little things from those guys. Not asking to be world beaters, but, right. yeah. I just want the steals from Zach and the rotations from DeVar. I think that's good. what most teams that are trying to be competitive in the NBA ask from their star offensive players who aren't in the category of elite two-way players like your Kawhis or your Jason Tatums and things like that. Kevin Durant, when he was a little younger and was wanting to play defense more, same thing with LeBron, is, okay, you don't have to be an elite two-way player who can drop 30 on any given night and make an all-defensive team. Just don't make your defense so aggressively bad (laughs) that it's an eyesore every night. (laughs) <laughs> Give us competent or close to competent defense. Sure. And we will embrace and appreciate what you do for us on the other end. Mm-hmm. That is the formula, I think. And it's when Zach and or Demar fall short of that that Bulls fans notice it. And look, again, Mar- I wasn't trying to say that Demar had an incredible defensive game tonight. He made a couple of nice defensive plays. He did. And when Demar makes a couple of nice defensive plays, it's glaring. It's noteworthy. Yeah, it's glaring. Because it's coming out of a black pool of mostly yes. bad, ugly, sludgy correct. crap. That is correct. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, uh, look, that, 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 that's fair. And Fried Rice in the comments here makes the, the point that the Bulls are effectively a top 10 defense this season. And I don't know why this narrative exists that the Bulls are bad on defense. Maybe it is because there are a, a few egregious you know, mistakes here and there and that they... You know, we, re- we tend to highlight those ones more so and they are so bad sometimes that they do get a lot of the spotlight. But 
to fried rice's point a point that you know we on this podcast have been trying to make all season like the bulls entering the game tonight with 12th on defense and that's and that's you know they've, they've played this if not the hardest, the second hardest schedule in the season. The fact that they're 12th on defense without Lonzo against this schedule, like that, again, that is a positive. You want, if I want to be the optimist here, like that's really good and encouraging. But like coming back to this starting unit, or at least the starting unit that was when Io and, and Pat were in with the big three, like that unit's issue wasn't on defense. They were averaging 110 points, 110.9 points per 100 possessions. Like that's good on defense. So even with Zach, even with Vooch and De- and Demar out there, like that five man unit was working defensively. It was just the offense has just been, for whatever reason, just terrible. So it, it hasn't been the defense all season. I don't know why people like to think about the, that that that's the main issue for this team. It's it's been on offense all season, but I like like I said, maybe it is just the the couple of egregious plays here and there that, that the team makes. But um, you know, even while even though I can sit here and say. Demar missed this rotation. Zach missed this rotation. Boost missed this, this rotation. Whatever, whatever the example you want to put, put forth, like by and large, this this Bulls team has been an above average to good defense. Which, had you told me that would be the case before the season started, I think we all freaking would have signed up for that. So I'm, I'm going to take it. <laughs> You're right about that. But I, all it, all it is, Mark, is you know when you already have something in your mind that you don't like, you're going to find reasons to point out why you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a, they already got it in their head that this is trash, and then they're going to point out why it is by a couple mistakes that are made. So, yeah, that, that's how it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Interesting comment here from Par Junior Sports. In the comments, he said, I think people think the defense is bad because we don't extend leads or hold leads. Uh, mm. Eventually, points leak. We just aren't scoring. Brandon, meanwhile, saying the Bulls are not a good defensive team. Vooch and DeRozan are horrible defenders. Oh. Uh, Vooch can't guard on the perimeter. Okay. Right. There's, there's one way to look at and, it. And the reason I, also why they get out to those leaks and leads is more so for turnovers yeah. than it is for the Bulls' bad um, defense. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bulls were turning the ball over. Yeah. All right? Uh, Justin, that's just plain wrong. Justin's saying Vooch doesn't even guard down low. He doesn't even put his hands up on defense. Yeah, two blocks. <laughs> Dude, are you watching? Right. You watching the games? Two steals. <laughs> with, your, with your eyeballs? Sorry, right, man. It's all right. It's all right, bro. It's all right. It's all right. Still love you, man. Okay. Uh, Mark, any final thoughts on tonight's game before we let you get out of here and uh, loop in our friend, the GOAT? Well, I mean, continuing the theme of what I said before, like December can be a good month for the Bulls. Next game, you got the Mavericks coming to town. The Mavericks haven't been so great on the road more generally this season. They haven't been so great. Having said that, they, they've got Lucas, so it's going to be a difficult game. But thereafter, you're on the road against the Hawks, who are stumbling at the moment. We all heard about the Trey and Nate McMillan thing. Maybe they're going to be involved in some trades coming up here. Then you've got two games against the Knicks thereafter. You've got games against the Timberwolves, the Heat, the Hawks, the Knicks again, and then the Houston Rockets as well. So like the next seven, eight, ten games are really, really winnable games. And if this team can be the team that I think they could be, they should take care of most of these games. So... For me, at least, whilst I've been very much pushing back against all, all these people that want to blow up this team now, uh, this this set of next 10 games really is going to define the season for me. So I'm very intrigued to see where this is. Today wasn't perfect. I understand there was turnovers. I understand they didn't get to the free throw line. It was a maddening game at times, but they got the win. If they can get the next few wins here, or at least go four or five or something like that, all of a sudden you're getting back to 500. You're not even in the playing picture. You're back into like the you know top six in the East. So... Again, just some perspective here. There is a real chance for the Bulls to write this shit. And maybe maybe that won't excite people. 
maybe they people won't be excited with the Bulls getting back to 500 and proving that they could be a relatively decent team in the East. In, in the East. But for me, at least, if they can get back to 500 and show good basketball at the end of this period and maintain a top 10 defense as this, this, this schedule starting to light, lightens up and hopefully the offense can start getting to, together now, then I, I am seeing some positives with this season. So call me an optimist, call me whatever the hell you want. Maybe the world is flipped and, and I am... Uh, you know, being a contrarian here, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom with the Bulls. So um, that, that's my message here at the moment. And at least that's the way I'm viewing this season right now. Now, maybe in two weeks' time, maybe the Bulls drop all these games and I am jumping on on board this tank ship. But uh, for the moment, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Positive K, baby. Love it. Positive Love K. It. Everybody make sure out there in Bulls Nation that you are following our guy, Mark K, on Twitter, at MKHoops. Make sure you read his occasional column on our website, lchgo.com. Mark, uh, you and Will will be having a fresh Bulls HQ for our Bulls fans uh, dropping tomorrow night. Yes? That is correct. That is something that we are doing. So listen, <laughs> listen to that too, Bulls Nation. Continue I look forward to listening vibes, to it on baby. my flight tomorrow. All right, Mark. Until next time, good to see you as always, buddy. Glad you were an optimist tonight. Appreciated it. Needed it's it. It's a good look on you. Happiness is a good color on that, man. All right. Um, real quick, let's run through these ads and then we're going to talk to the goat. Ants! You ready? Uh, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Joey? They never understood, Joey! You weren't ready. You weren't never. ready. They never understood. They, mm -mm. they ain't get never. it. They ain't get it. Why them damn sunglasses were so damn expensive? Mm -mm. Shady Ray said, bump that. We're going to set out to change some things. How about we get you some of them fly-ass sunglasses, but actually save you some money. Fly glasses like the one Matt Peck is wearing. Oh, the whole vibe in this room just changed, and it is cool. Oh, look at that man. Uh, get out of there, hat. Quit blocking the rays. You're blocking the rays because they're all so shady. Because mm. guess what? Matt Peck is rocking them premium polarized shades featuring that world-class optical clarity, sustainable durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. Okay. Oh, best part about Shady Rays. They have that most insane protection program and all of eyewear that Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. See what he did right there? Let's see them rays was on that hat. Guess what they would do? They would send him a brand new pair. No questions asked on day one. Over 200,000 five-star reviews, y'all. You heard what I said. So, exclusively for all you awesome, awesome people out there, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use that code CHGO for 50% off of two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That is a buy one, get one free. What they call that cool pack? BOGO! That is a BOGO for the low low of 54 for show show. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all the newest Bing and best Bing shades because the shady rays, <laughs> the rays are all so shady. <laughs> Looks like these rays <laughs> just got shady. Yes. Wow! <laughs> Tonight's episode of Post Game also brought yes, to you guys. Sir. By our great friends at Foco. Chicago, we've got you covered with the best sports coverage for your favorite teams. That's us. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around Foco. Mm -hmm. It's got you covered from Soldier Field to the Madhouse. 
from the north side to the south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar Ooh. with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles, yes. FOCO. Looking for the perfect holiday gift for I that am. football fan in your I life? FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. We got a couple more tailgates left. Just CSU Bears tailgates. Come on, hang Get out, yourself some FOCO gear. Yes. Head on down, join us at the tailgate. Yes. Downtown. Check out foco.com right now. That's F-O-C-O.com. Or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO and you will get 10% off your order. F-O-C-O.com. Is there a goat in the house? I don't know. Is there? Sorry, a- I was responding to uh, trolls in the uh, in the comments. Oh, do you mean Brandon Katz? Uh, maybe. The, the <laughs> idiot who said the Bulls will get destroyed by uh, the top three teams. Hey, I didn't use those. I, I did not use those words, Matt. That was you. Yeah, uh, that was me because I saw him say something about how the Bulls will get destroyed by Cleveland, Boston, Milwaukee, and then I wanted to say to him, "Oh, you mean those three teams that the Bulls currently have a three and two record against?" <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, cats. Well, I didn't. It was just the fact that he said, "I bet on basketball," and you guys are clueless because because I bet on basketball. Oh, right, because, right. because everyone. This is we are literally sponsored by. We are sponsored by a sports book. Yes. <laughs> like, you didn't okay. say he wins, but he Hi, Will. Win. How are you? Shout out, Brandon. There he is. Hey Hello, Goat. It's Will the Go Golly. Follow him on Twitter at Will underscore Golly. He was at the UC tonight doing his job. Will, Mark tried but didn't succeed. Talk me off the ledge about how I currently feel in that that was the worst Bulls victory I have ever watched in my freaking life. Yeah, especially the first three quarters were like Ugh. extremely forgettable. I was like, I was looking at some of the, you know, there's uh, cleaning the glass has like an updating chart of how the team's four factors are throughout the course of the game. And through the first three quarters, it was all like in the 25th percentile. It was just like as ugly as you could possibly get at every single factor of the game. So I was just like, what am I supposed to write about this game? Like, what am I going to, I'm supposed to go on this podcast after this game. Like, what am I supposed to talk about? There's nothing that happened. Um, but they did. They did start to flip the switch a little bit in the fourth quarter, and um, yeah, Zach Zach got really hot and hit those three threes, and then Vooch hit one, and people were making defensive plays. Uh, the the big sort of narrative coming out of the um, the locker room and, and Billy's availability was just like, look what happens when your three best players play well at the same time. You've got twenty five points from Zach, twenty five plus from Zach Demar and Vooch. It's like not that surprising that you win a game when those three guys get hot. So I thought that was encouraging. It's really like the first time that's happened. I think this, this whole year where all three of those guys have, have gotten, you know, comfortable offense for themselves throughout the course of a game in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they all really contributed and chipped in. And that's kind of what Billy was saying is like, yeah, you want to get other guys involved, but like at the end of the game, you're going to your guys. And so they were the ones that delivered. So um I think there's there's reason to be encouraged by that for sure, but I'm I'm kind of with you. That was not like the the most um, I don't know exciting, reinforcing win. I don't know. Validated. Thank That's you, right. Will. You guys will have a lot to discuss on HQ, baby. It's beautiful. <laughs> yes, but let me ask you this: uh, It seemed like Billy Donovan was a little more demonstrative uh, to the players. Uh, I saw one where Caruso's bringing up and he's just yelling 
telling him, get your ass over to this position right here and trying to get Vooch and, and Zach set up on a pick and roll. There was a couple where he called a timeout um, because the team was not set up correctly uh, on defense. Uh, did you notice that as as well? And, and how did that look from, from your vantage point of being there? I actually didn't notice that from where we were sitting. Um, it's hard to see the Bulls bench because it's like on the far side. Um, so I, I didn't actually see any of that. But, yeah, I mean, Billy called a bunch of timeouts down the stretch, um, clearly trying to, like, get things organized. You saw at one point um, they tried to set up a play, and uh, people were, like, not really sure of where to be. Vooch was like, should I come set a screen for you, Damar? And Damar's like, yeah, come up. And then Damar just, like, rejected it and went and uh, ended up hitting a, a jump shot out of it. But it was, like, not the play that they had agreed to call. It was just, like, Damar going Damar. Uh, so I guess, like, it ended up working out, which is fine. But I agree. And this is kind of what I was talking about before is, like, you, you get the win and you're happy about that. But, like, a lot of the execution, a lot of the process, I thought was not very good throughout the course of the game. And so those are things that you need to clean up. You get away with one here. Um, you need it because you're on this three-game losing streak and you're five games under. But, like, and, and so they'll take it. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, I just saw somebody in the comments, Will, who said that uh, they think Dragic needs to start. Um, look, we, we were singing Caruso's praises. I think Io had kind of a rough game tonight. He did show his ability to get downhill in transition a few times, which we all love. I thought that Dragic kind of had a dud game tonight. Yeah. I think the entire Bulls bench had a dud game tonight. What did you think about that Bulls second unit? Because usually something that's been a strong point for this Bulls team tonight was not doing them any favors. Well, I think the what we're starting to see this year a little bit more is these staggered second units where DeMar will come out earlier in the first quarter and the Bulls will go through Zach and Booch together. And then they'll sub those two out and bring DeMar back in and go with Damar and Dragic and whoever else. And then um, they'll sub Damar out for a quick spell, and then they'll get the starters back in to close the, the half. That's something that they did a lot last year down the stretch, whereas to start this year, it was those full five-man bench squads with Dragic and Drummond and you know whoever else, whether it was Kobe or Javante or wh whoever. Um, so I think we're seeing just a little bit less of that. I think part of it is that Dragic has kind of tailed off here the last few weeks kind of since he had that injury um but also you just like you can't expect a, a 36 year old dude to be doing the things that he was doing for 82 games and um, shooting 45 percent on threes that's just like it's not going to last um so i think they're they're trying new things and you have to credit billy for basically like accepting the idea that even though you've got this thing that's working really well for you in your bench unit i have to make an adjustment somehow to get my starters playing better so i'm going to take somebody out of the bench unit and maybe sacrifice that bench unit a little bit to try to jumpstart the starters. So I think you got to credit him there, but I also think that's why, you know, you're not seeing these extended runs where Dragic and Kobe uh, are just like throwing lobs to, to Drummond and um, getting those guys just easy buckets in transition all the time, because it's just difficult to play that way if, if they're not defending. And I guess that's kind of the, what it comes down to is that their defense just hasn't been, there, especially with that second unit. So I, I like that adjustment. I think it worked well last year. I get why they wanted to to see if you could go with these full-on bench units, but I think, at least for the time being, um, we're going to start to see a little bit more of those staggered star minutes, and hopefully that starts to, you know, Zach and Vooch play really well off of each other. Maybe they get hot, and Demar's like, doing his own thing with, with the rest of the bench, and then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they're all in a, in a groove, in a rhythm, 
and they can start to play well off of one another. I've heard Kyle Williams saying he thinks the Bulls are lacking in point guardsmanship. Kyle. Causing those never, lows. You can never have enough. You can never have enough, but he's correct. It's a smart young man. I mean, it's a Kyle smart Williams. young man, that damn Kyle Williams. He knows what he's talking about. Um, Will, I wanted to ask you about Zach Levine again tonight. I think that's also one of the uh, other encouraging things uh, from his victory was just how he looked. Uh, obviously, he didn't have the 40-point performance, and he definitely had uh, a lot of turnovers, what, six turnovers. But um, the 25 points, the seven rebounds, the five assists uh, with the two steals – he just looked more of the Zach Levine we know uh, watching him play. Just the athleticism, the quickness, the burst, uh, and the three-point shooting, which came in super handy uh, for the Bulls in the fourth quarter. Sweet. They don't win that game with, without him going on that uh, tear that he went on. Uh, what was your opinion on, on, on Zach Levine's performance tonight? And going forward, does it encourage you? Yeah, um, I think – Definitely encouraging, like especially considering the the stretch that he had um, just to, to start the season, and then you finally break out for that forty-one. All of a sudden, you've got the next game. You're you're looking for uh, some rhythm to build on and, and to continue to get yourself in that groove. And through three quarters, you're four of thirteen for twelve points. So twelve points on thirteen shots, like not very good. But then you see what happens when he gets hot. Um, I didn't get a chance to ask him whether there was like a, a team emphasis on trying to get some more threes because they only had 16 threes going into the fourth quarter, ended up with, I think, seven in the fourth quarter. They made four of them. So um, that that just helped jumpstart the Bulls' offense. And you know, they weren't defending super well. Like the, the Wizards were getting three back every time. But um, I, I think it was, it was just more him getting into a rhythm. And you see what happens when he does that. Like he can just get super hot and go nuclear and score, you know, 15 points in a quarter. And that's exactly what he did. And that's kind of how they were able to win this game because um, they just, they, they needed to kind of outscore the Wizards there down the stretch. And that was, that was their way to do it. Do you have a goon of the night, Will? Uh, let's see. Did you guys pick yours already? No. We're getting yours no. before we let you go. That's right. I think I'm going to go with Vooch. Because he had two monster defensive plays, actually three total, but two in the fourth quarter that I think will just go totally unnoticed. And um, one of them was the block that he had. I can't remember who was on. I think Monte Morris beat him off the dribble, and he just recovered and blocked it and led to a, a DeMar fadeaway jumper. And then he also, I can't remember who shot it, but he tipped an offensive rebound to Alex Caruso, who passed it out to... What, I can't remember if it was Damar or Zach to shoot two free throws and make it a, a two-possession game there with like less than a minute remaining. So two massive, massive defensive uh, possessions, like just a couple of those little things that won't really necessarily stand out on a box score. You'll be like, oh, we tried a block, great. Uh, but those, I mean, that like changed the trajectory of the game, I thought. Love it. Love it. Uh, Will and our guy Marquet will have a fresh Bulls HQ for you in your CHGO Bulls podcast feeds tomorrow evening, so keep an eye out for that. And, of course, as always, follow him on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything the man writes covering the Bulls for us at allchgo.com. Paywalls down, y'all. I don't get to hear your goons. You can but that right. means Joey's got. I wanted to make up. sure we fit in plugging all is. of your wonderful stuff, Will. Yeah, we had to plug the stuff. I appreciate it. <laughs> there it is, right there. Mm, 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 mm. 
Laser. Yes. But before Blazer and Michelle. <laughs> he was dying to play that. I'm so happy Dude. you got that in. And before I get that, though, man, who was your goon of night, sir? I know that you tend to go towards goons who did good goon things mm-hmm. for this award, but I'm sorry. I got to give some love to Andre Drummond, who managed five <laughs> fouls in eight minutes. <laughs> that is goon stuff. That is goon stuff. That he is, is right. That is good. He actually had four in five minutes, which is, yes. I mean, that is, that is legendary. It's impressive. It's impressive. Come on, uh, drum. Come uh, on. For me, sir, uh, going to night, it was, it was a tough one, as it always is. Um, I honestly could have gone to Alex Caruso. I thought that would have been the easy pick to do Alex. It was very simple. It's like the award was created for him. Right. It's the Alex Caruso goon of the night. Correct. Award. You feel me? So, but... He I had feel as many steals as he had field goal <laughs> attempts. Field goal attempts. <laughs> Go. Uh, but I feel this award tonight goes to DeMar DeRozan. What? Yes. And let me explain it to you. How? Let me explain it to you. What did you say earlier, Matt? When you said when DeMar DeRozan does something good on defense, it's super noticeable because it's plucking through the mud and it comes up and so you see it. The play he made when he swats the ball away mm-hmm. and not only swats it away, dives out of bounds to save that ball yep. over to Caruso, Remember which it. gets it over to Zach for the layup to keep the Wizards at bay. That also was the play of the game. For the Chicago Bulls was that play. And on top of that, like my man said in the comments, DeMar drew blood. He put the elbow in the face of Denny Advia and drew that blood right there. Goon stuff for DeMar DeRozan. Yes, I love it. That is a beautiful thing. Because, again, you don't expect these things from DeMar when he goes full goon. Mm -mm. But that play right there. That damn almost saved the game for the Chicago Bulls, man. Huge play from DeMar DeRozan, and you don't expect it because it was on the defensive end, man. Great job. That is for you, DeMar, the defense, DeRozan. I see some can people I, in the can comments. Can I give you one more? Yeah, go ahead, Will. And, and then I got to head out because I got to do my homework. Um, Taj Gibson. Putting the post oh. moves on – Demar. He put one on him. We we had a good laugh when uh, Taj checked in and ran to the foul line uh, on the blocks <laughs> late in that game, like, like with 15 seconds left or whatever on those final possessions. Because we, we were both like, dude, Taj thought he was done for the night. And then he's just like, ah, <laughs> his knees were he, like, he what the hell are we doing? Yes. He dude. Called one point. Oh, the man. phone call. Taj hitting a three so on the UC floor and not a Bulls jersey. Taj, How you dare you? Slash, proud of you. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. Exactly right, man. Will, have a good night, buddy. Everybody, make sure you're reading Will's stuff, allchgo.com, to get Read his thoughts it. on tonight's game. Listen to him and our guy, Mark K. on Bulls HQ mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Oh, well, my man, Andy says, get an AEW belt. Send one. <laughs> if you want to get it, happily send it here. It will be on display, my friend. Send any belt you want to send up here, guys. I encourage you to go out and send us a belt. I encourage this, y'all. That would be awesome. I tell you all what. This Ooh. man has a cooler championship belt than that. I do. I've seen it. I do. It's so cool it will never that it be can't there. live here at the office. <laughs> I have here. things that <laughs> I'm like, I can't bring them to the office. Does never. it spin? 
No, it doesn't spin. Okay. No, 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 it doesn't spin, sir. It's just full of gold. Oh, it's only for the winners. <laughs> oh, it's only for the winners and the goons. But yes, DeMar getting his belt tonight. Man. Uh, you know what else is only for the winners? What's that, sir? 19 turnovers. What? Let's get the F out of here. Get the herb out of here because we got a victory. Bulls back in the win column. Feels nice. Thank God. Thank you. Needed that. Ten They're back home. They now also have two more days off. Get your rest. Get more rest. Ah! Don't rest on your laurels, though, because yes. that was a trash win. Yes. You got Luke and the Mavs coming to town on mm-hmm. Saturday. Oh, HQ, man. in your feeds, those podcast feeds tomorrow night, off Friday, back for Bulls pregame before Bulls-Mavs on Saturday. Luca coming? Luca coming. <sighs> should we call Sabine? Yeah, of course we should. Okay. <laughs> uh, for Mark Carazolis, Will the Gogali, our producer, and dear Fred, Joey Spathis, and Big Dave, I'm Peck. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, Bulls Nation. Hit that thumbs up button before you go. Get your tickets to our CHGO Bulls Takeover. Mm. December 16th, Bulls Knicks. We're going. We're pre-gaming at Crossroads. Yes. Come join us. Yes. We will talk to you on Saturday. Bulls Mass pregame, 630. See you, Red. Be good. Peace. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.